This episode contains adult language and topics that may be disturbing for some listeners. Such topics include suicide, drug use, physical or sexual abuse of a child. Listener discretion is advised. Hi, I'm Grant. And I'm Erica. And this is From From Crime Crime to to Crime. Crime. Welcome back to From Crime to Crime. I guess you know by now, it's a two-part episode. Yeah, we rambled on. Yeah, we went on too long. But if you're just joining us, start back with part one of this because it'll make a whole lot more sense because this episode is all about theories. Yeah, unless you know the story of John Benet Ramsey, which most people do. Yeah, but we could still use the the download. So please go listen to it. (laughs) (laughs) So I hope everybody had a great Christmas or Hanukkah or whatever you celebrate. Yeah, absolutely. We I know Eric and I had great, great times and we got to see each other, too. So it was a wonderful time. And Erica, what was uh, your greatest gift? Yeah. You mean our greatest gift? It did turn into ours. Yes. But go ahead. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to Crime Con 2022, baby. We're going to CrimeCon. CrimeCon's in Vegas this year, so it made it super easy. And Erica's husband, Matt, was very kind and gracious, so uh, he he got us tickets. So we're in. Yeah, what did you call him? Your sugar daddy? Uh, sponsor daddy. Yeah, that's right. Sponsor daddy. <laughs> he loved that, by the way. He walked away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, he just didn't want to go with me, so he's like, here, take Grant. It's pretty much how that went. Yeah, he was like, well, I wasn't going to go. You needed someone to go with, so... Made sense. Well, it worked out since you didn't get any other Christmas presents. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. Christine was busy. We had a great time. She just, you know, she forgot that that part. It's no big deal. Yeah, no big deal. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. She does great things for me all every other day of the year. So you know what? My present to her was not having to get me a present for Christmas. <laughs> it's okay. She doesn't listen to this, so she'll never hear it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I was just gonna say. <laughs> Yep. <clears throat> It'll be a nice little Easter egg for if she ever does. Yeah, she won't. I know. <laughs> yeah, so if any of you guys are going to CrimeCon, shoot us over an email or comment on Instagram and maybe we can all meet up and hang out and talk about weird things. Yeah, we'd love to to meet up and give away shirts and other things like that. Yeah, so are you ready to get into this episode, Theories of John Benet Ramsey? Oh, I've been ready since last time, so let's yeah. get this going. <laughs> All right, so there's pretty much only two main theories. The first one is that the family was involved, and the second one is that it was an intruder. And under each theory, there's obviously, like, sub-theories, I guess you would call them. Couldn't think of a better term, so yeah, sub-theory sounds great. Yeah, so under the family, one of the first theories is John was involved. In this theory, there's multiple reasons that it could have been John. Some people think, okay, maybe he there was sexual abuse involved. Maybe there was child abuse, you know, that kind of thing. And in this yeah. theory, John does something to John Bonet, and then Patsy helps him write the note and cover it up. I, I just, I don't buy it. I don't think that John had anything to do with this. I just, it doesn't feel like from what he did, how he reacted, all those things, that seems like pretty genuine behavior to me. So I just, I don't buy into John had anything to do with this. Yeah, and the other reason that I don't really is that note is specifically aimed at John. It says his yeah. name a bunch of times. It's 
got a lot of things that are specifically to John. And I feel like if he was involved, he would not want that. I don't know. It just seems like that's too aimed towards him. He wouldn't want that. He'd want to deflect more. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would think so. I I don't think so. I think whoever was involved with this was targeting either John Bonet, obviously, or doing it more to get at him. I don't think he had anything to do with this. I I don't think he had a reason to really do anything, you know, have anything to right. do with this. It's not like John Bonet, at least none that we know, like, you know, it just doesn't seem like a logical choice. No, it doesn't. So another theory with the family is that Patsy did something to John Bonet. Under this theory, most people think that she snapped while dealing with a potty training accident because John Bonet was known to wet the bed or have accidents. Yeah, and that's a big deal too because at that age, I mean, that's a sign of child abuse. So, you know, mm-hmm. maybe she got up to go to the bathroom and she had an accident and maybe Patty accidentally hit her and hit her too hard. She hit her head, something along those lines maybe. I mean, that's what a lot of people think. That would explain the ransom note because it would have been meant to get John out of the house because it was aimed towards him and telling him to go to the bank and get this money and all this stuff. So if he would have done what was in the letter, he should have left the house without calling the police, without doing any of that stuff. And then she would have had time to move the body or... Right. Yeah. Yeah. And the note it turns out, was written on paper from inside the house and written from a pen that was also inside the house. Yeah, and her handwriting is the only one that has been able to not be ruled out. Right. It was inconclusive. But we've talked about this before, and handwriting samples are a junk science. Yeah, it's true. It's really more of an art form than a science. You could get 10 experts that all say different things. Yeah. So, I mean, it really is kind of anybody's guess. But I don't know. What do you think about that? What do you think? What do you think about Patsy having something to do about this? I don't know. Logically, it makes sense. Like a child that young, the people most likely to do something to them would be their parents. Yeah. But I just, I don't think so. And that opinion is very unpopular. Most people think it was the family. But I just don't. So you don't think any anybody in the family had anything to do with it? No, I don't. And I know Burke is another really popular theory that he was jealous of John Bonet yeah. and that maybe something happened that night and he hit her and then John and Patsy covered it up because they didn't want to lose two kids. Yeah. And I don't buy that either. I know you don't. And I think of the entire family theories, I do lean heavy to the Burke side. I have heard and I kind of seems very consistent. That they got home late from the party. John Bonet was upstairs. Burke's downstairs having some one-on-one time with his mom. John Bonet wakes up, comes down. She's hungry. Here comes his, you know, brat little sister again, like getting this one-on-one time with his mom. And oh, now she's gonna make her favorite dessert, milk and pineapple, because she knows it's her favorite. And that mag light that was on the counter was about the same diameter of the skull fracture. So you know, yeah, I think it's I think it's an easy way to go to think that. Burke hit her over the head one time, obviously too hard. And Patsy realizing very quickly, if she calls the police, they're going to, they're going to take Burke, you know, to a mental institution because of what he just did. And probably understands John Bonet's not in good shape. And instead of losing both kids, did what she had to do to cover it up. See, and I get that. I understand the theory that like the parents would cover for their kid to try to like not lose both kids. I totally get that theory. I understand it. 
The only thing that I don't understand is murdering one child to save the other one. Because well, JonBenet wasn't dead yet. She was still alive after the after the skull fracture. The strangulation with the garrote is what killed her. So I don't understand. You would think as a parent, your first instinct, if your kid is hit over the head with a mag light and is unconscious, you would just dial 911. Totally. I do think that. But I yeah. also think that if she was hit like that and she you know became immediately unconscious then she's looking already like she's dead and you're and maybe you know you're just seeing the wound in her and going oh my god she's dead she's dead and yeah, but you, there was no wound well there was a skull fracture so you know maybe yeah she but like, there was no they didn't break it didn't break the skin that's why they didn't even know about the skull fracture until yeah. the autopsy no i know but like still you saw him hit maybe you hear that thud she could have hit you know felt her head and she went down something along those lines yeah. i just i feel like I just there's so many small instances that could fit in there if you're gonna go with the family that it's not. No, it's not a bad theory. It's not a. It's not a far reach. Yeah. No, it's not. Hang on, real quick, just to answer your question. To answer your question, though, why? Because she thinks she's already dead, and she's going to move the body. Maybe she puts her downstairs, and then you know, John Bonet moves, and she's like, "Oh my god!" Like, <clears throat> we're already too far down the rabbit hole on this. So, like, yeah, we gotta do. I just. I don't know. I would feel like if her daughter moved or if she knew, had any inkling that she was still alive, she would immediately get her help. Like, that was her angel. I, I get you know, what you're saying. You know, it was saying. her baby. I, I totally understand what you're saying. But to these people, though, obviously the pageantry was, you know, something that was very important to them. The The way they looked in the community was very yeah. important to them. They were millionaires. He was a, a bigwig at, at his company. You know, No, I, I get it. I get so, the optics of it. Yeah. I just... You know, the, that's part of the theory is that they didn't want to lose Burke, too, after right. Jominay was already dead. And it's like, well, you wouldn't have lost him because he was nine years old. Like, wouldn't have lost they're not going to arrest a nine-year-old. No, wouldn't arrest him. But they would definitely do some psyche valves on him. And to me, that yeah. sounds like he would go off to a mental institution, at least for a time being. Yeah. Kind of like what Ed Kemper did. Yeah. And there was always rumors of Burke being involved and the parents covering it up. But it really hit the fucking twilight zone yeah in 2016 when cbs aired this documentary that pretty much only focused on burke and a doctor named warner spitz literally accused him of murdering john benet and they had a couple of other like pretty famous forensic experts and fbi profilers and stuff on this documentary and there was another doctor named henry lee on this program too and these guys carry a lot of weight in their fields and I'm not sure why, because they've been involved <laughs> with cases like O.J. Simpson and Casey Anthony and then now John Bonet. And I'm like, oh, so like America's three biggest failures of our criminal justice system? <laughs> like, I know. Why you are told, we listening to these guys? <laughs> you told me that earlier and I died. That was so funny that like these guys are supposed to be like the biggest, you know, people know. in their field. And it's like uh, their laundry list includes these complete mess ups you know and then i know a whole other theory about what happened in oj's case that we can't get into right now but i just thought that was so funny when i saw they were like you know from they were involved in trials like the oj simpson trial and casey anthony i'm like those we we fucked up on those (laughs) yeah you realize that right those people (laughs) walked away when probably they shouldn't have yeah i wouldn't even go with probably but okay well except for oj i i that's why i i 
there's that other theory oh, that we can't get into I now. Can't, although maybe we should. This is our 1996 season. Apparently, we should just jump into that one. But I know I don't know what's going on with 96. The last this whole season, we've had quite a few 96 cases. We got to like hit a different decade here pretty soon. I guess we liked when we were nine years old. I, I guess, guess. We were mostly eight out of it, but I was I was nine throughout. Yeah. <laughs> So those are pretty much the family theories. I mean, John, Patsy, or Burke they were the only three in the house. Yeah. And the note came from the house. The pen came from the house. The garage was made from stuff in the house. I, I get why the theories are there. I get why they're there, too. But, I mean, I think, you know, where you can jump to really quickly is who was the intruder if it was the intruder theory then that's the the other theory is the intruder theory yeah and there's a lot of suspects in this that kind of make a lot of sense and again that's why this case is so hard because they all kind of make a lot of sense right if it was any one of them it would be like okay well that makes sense yeah absolutely (laughs) how annoying is that yeah yeah So the intruder theory is mostly based on the unknown DNA, the suitcase by the broken window in the basement, the footprints in the basement made by high-tech boots, uh, marks on John Bonet that could be consistent with a stun gun, and the shitload of creeps that lived in Boulder in the 90s. The shitload of creeps, man. Yeah. The theory is that an intruder broke into the home on Christmas night, assaulted and killed John Bonet, left the ransom note, and then left her body in the basement and ran. And I think it makes a lot of sense. It does make a lot of sense. And I mean, it sounds like you sway to it making the most sense. Yeah. Well, to me, I know that's not a very popular opinion, which is why you always laugh and when you want to talk about John Bonet, because you're like, oh, I want you to tell people your stupid intruder theory. <laughs> I do. I do want you to tell people your intruder theory because I do think it makes a lot of sense, but there's a lot of questions that go along with it, too. Of course. And logically, I know that it's more than likely wasn't an intruder. Numbers wise, statistics wise, like I get that, that it's should be not an intruder. Yeah. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, but I still think it was. <laughs> okay. All right. So let's get in to your bananas theory that normally comes from me and I'm all over the place yeah. and you have to debunk me. But I know. you know what? How would an intruder even get in? There was a broken window in the basement that had a grate on it from the backyard and you would lift the grate up and then crawl into this like window well. I don't know if you've ever seen a window in a basement. They're like down a well. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, that window was already broken. So it would make sense that they went in that way. And a lot of people argue that theory because of the spider webs that were the cobwebs that were on the windowsill right they said that they would have been disturbed but i am telling you right now i have cleaned up cobwebs and the next day they're there again true but usually when cobwebs have a lot of like lint and dust and other things like that and you can tell when they've been there a long, you know a short period versus a long period so yeah i know what you mean but it's also possible that there was another window open or another door open when they left to go to dinner. And yeah, when you get to the intruder theory, I think that's a very likely thing too. I think that, you yeah. know, just going around and checking windows and doors and stuff, especially windows, people close windows, sure, but they don't always lock them. Yeah. You know, they get left unlocked. And when you live in a nice neighborhood in a safe town and you're running around on Christmas Day, like. Totally. I mean, it's possible they left the front door unlocked when they left. You don't know. Exactly. And again, you know, if one of the kids was the last one out, yeah. sure, you can, you know, let's say it was John Bonet. Don't forget to lock the door. Okay, I did. Yeah. No, you did. You're sick. You know, she's six years yeah. old. So, <laughs> yeah, I yeah. think that's that's how they got in. Yeah, I think I think we could, you know, 
have I think time. in a 7,000 square foot house, I think the likelihood that they found one of those million windows unlocked is pretty high. Yeah. Especially since that window in the basement, John admitted had been broken since the summer before and they hadn't replaced it. So it's like okay. you went months with a broken window. So it's not unheard of that they would leave things unlocked. And if anybody's seen Home Alone, we know that sometimes the intruders come inside or case the joints, I guess, to to yeah. check things out beforehand. So Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I can see that. All right. Yeah. But how would the intruder have so much time to write a note? I mean, it took over 20 minutes for people to copy it. So it's going to take at least say 10 minutes longer to write yeah. to think and write through all that and use some of those words and and they would have had to find paper and pens inside the house and know where all that kind of stuff was too. Yeah, which does seem very risky, but if somebody watched them leave for Christmas dinner, they would have had and broke in right away. They would have had hours in the house by themselves to learn the layout of the house, to find a paper. Maybe that's why the ransom note is so long and rambling because they were bored waiting for them to come home. Maybe they were just walking around with nothing to do inside this house. Okay. All right. And so maybe the ransom note was never meant to make sense. Maybe it was just maybe the guy sat down and watched one of these crazy movies that he was quoting. <laughs> okay, going off of that theory then. What if the note was just like a f creative writing thing he was doing and it's not actually anything and he was just writing it and then, you know, they came home or and he and he like, oh, oh, and just forgot and left it. Yeah. Or the ramblings of a person who's not mentally well. Mm, that could be too. Which yeah. could be quite a few of these suspects that we're going to talk about. Yeah. No, absolutely. Absolutely. It could just be somebody just putting things on paper because they were waiting for the family to get home. Okay, so then was this intruder somebody that they knew? Or how would they have already known about that $1,800,000? $118,000. What did I say? $1,800,000. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a lot more money. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so would the intruder then, how did they know to ask for $118,000 for the, for the note? See, and... That's the one stickler in my theory that bothers me because it does seem like it should be somebody that personally knows the finances of this family. Like, how would they know that number specifically? Right, right. And it's a one in a billion chance that that's coincidence because it's such a specific number. It's not like 120,000 or 100,000. Yeah. It's very specific. But if this person was in the house for hours before the Ramseys got home from the Christmas party... Maybe John's bonus check stub was in his office in the drawer. Oh, and as they were poking around. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Maybe this guy saw the check or saw the check stub or saw a bank statement. So you think that this person was coming f for John Bonet regardless and just found that number and was like, cool, we'll go with that. Right. Okay. And and I don't even know if it was like a conscious decision like, oh, we're going to go with that to make it look like it was somebody who knew the family. Could have been. But yeah. maybe it was just one of those things where they just saw that number on a paper in the office. And then when they're writing a ransom note, they wrote that number. I think that would be pretty thought through if they like threw that in there just as like a twist or a turn yeah, for this. Could be. It, it could would be. be. it would be very brilliant, I think. But I just I feel like if going off of your theory, I think, yeah, seeing that number and just saying that's a big number. 
I know he's got mm-hmm. it, you know, not knowing exactly yeah. how much money they've got. Like, all right, good. I want this. That's a lot. Well, so that's the other thing is a lot of these intruder creeps. It's not like they were well off or had any idea. Yeah. About money. Like to them, 118. Like we talk about it like these people are millionaires. Why wouldn't they would give anything to get their daughter back? Why wouldn't you ask for millions? Like if you're going to go through this, why wouldn't you ask for millions? But to them, they're like, dude, 118,000 crazy. Let's get it. <laughs> like, yeah. They don't know. <laughs> they're just like, isn't that a lot of money? It's like, well, it is a lot of money, but they have a lot more money than that. So yeah, should, yeah. if you're going to risk life in prison to kidnap this kid, you should probably ask for as much as they're going to give you. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they meant to add another like comma in there or something for and ask for like a million right? 18. But, I mean, whatever. Right. But, and they just were stupid. That could, that could be it. That's too. what I think. That's what I think is that maybe they saw a check stub or a bank statement or something and they were like, oh, my God, this guy's got one hundred eighteen thousand dollars. Let's get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was, I like this theory a lot more when you think about this person and like they're just stupid. <laughs> yeah. Well, well I think they are dumb. stupid. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, they're obviously there's something going on. Or they're them, mentally but... unwell. Yeah. That's yeah. what I'm saying. They're, yeah. There's definitely. something going on. Like a that's normal, regular person isn't going to be like, yeah, let's go do this horrible thing. Like this is obviously <laughs> right. we're dealing with some extenuating circumstances here. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, okay. So then you're saying that they just wrote it before any of this went down. Yeah, I think so. I think they were killing time. Okay. So that explains why John Bonet was dead there. He was planning to take her with. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because that's another question. Everybody's like, well, why would an intruder write a note if he'd already killed her? And it's like, well... Yeah, he wouldn't have. I don't think he did, though. I think he wrote the note before he killed her. Right. And then e- either he was planning to kill her the whole time... And you just wrote the note as like a fuck around or he wasn't planning on killing her. He was planning on taking her and then things went awry and he ended up killing her. I like where this is going. Like honestly, I, like now more and more I'm kind of digging, digging where this is going because I think if the intention was to kill her there, they wouldn't have written a note. Absolutely not. Like even to cover their own right. tracks. Like why, why, you know, spend that time? It doesn't make any nope. sense. I know. Which is why a lot of people say that Patsy makes sense because the ransom note makes sense for Patsy. Yeah. And they say it doesn't make sense for an intruder. And I think it doesn't really make sense for an intruder unless that intruder was just out of his mind and walking around this house that he had plenty of time to walk around and do things. I like where you're going with all that. And actually, I think that a lot of that makes sense. But how have we not had a good suspect yet then? Because if that's true, don't you think there'd be so much DNA evidence like throughout the house, not not just the crime scene? Like if someone's walking around looking for different things, wouldn't they leave something somewhere? Well, you would think so, but it's not like the Boulder police buckled down and no. really went through the crime scene with a fine tooth comb. Like the whole crime scene was a mess. And we do have Lou Smith's list of suspects, which was the DA's investigator that they hired, who was a decorated homicide detective. And he came up with this database with like lists of suspects because there's so many creeps in Boulder in the 90s. (laughs) There were so many. And like we're going to talk about a handful of them. But again, it's just a couple of them out of the many that were. So which one do you want to talk about first? Um, let's talk about John Mark Carr because he's yeah. the one that a lot of people remember when they think of the John Bonet. Yeah, he's who I thought of too, like who I always think of. And he's honestly, he's the weirdest person probably on the planet. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's true. John Mark Carr was a 41-year-old elementary school teacher and was arrested in Bangkok, Thailand in 2006 when he falsely confessed to murdering John Bonet. So he claimed that he drugged, sexually assaulted, and accidentally killed her in a love game gone bad. Yeah, what? Man, and uh yeah, this is gross. Yeah. <laughs> like all right, he's an elementary school teacher and he's saying these things. Like this this guy's yep. just gross. He is gross. But he only had basic knowledge of the crime, like stuff that was publicly known in his confession, and he didn't have anything else. Like, he had nothing else that matched. She wasn't drugged. Like, nothing else matched the crime scene. And his DNA was tested, and that was also not a match. And he was apparently not in Colorado in December of 96. But wasn't like he known? that he wasn't even in the state. But wasn't he known to go to these kinds of pa- pageants? Oh, yeah. He was like, like a pageant fan, which yeah, I didn't know was allowed. Right. Exactly. And there's like a bunch of them. And that's where a lot of these creeps come from is like this yeah. pageant fan. This is one of the probably many reasons why Erica and I are so against these pageants. At least if like just letting hordes of pedophiles in. It's like yeah. a, it's like the bat signal. It's disgusting. Yeah, I would imagine, like, just in my not general knowledge of pageants, I would think that it would be family only. I wouldn't think that these things would would be, like, open to the public. But no, apparently that's just like, let's do this in a mall where weirdos can watch and eat their Wetzel's pretzels at the same time. It's like, no. No. Let's not do this. Ever. Anywhere. (laughs) Yeah. Stop it. (laughs) Yep. So, John Mark Carr, not a great suspect. Yeah. So another one of these creepos that would go to pageants, I guess, as a fan. I hate was that. <laughs> I just I continue I to hate everything about it. I don't, I don't like, even like that, saying it. I don't like that. Like we have to talk about it. Yeah. So another one of these guys was Gary Howard Oliva, and he was arrested in 2016 on two counts of attempted sexual exploitation of a child, Ugh. and one count of sexual exploitation of a child. Ah, okay. All right. So he's a registered sex offender, and he had pictures of John Bonet with him when he was arrested. Uh, like, he's a real creep. Just from like his own pictures that he took at the pageants? I, no, I think they were like media pictures. Like he had like newspaper clippings and stuff. Oh, after she was like reported missing or found dead, I guess. Yeah. Oh. Okay. But this is twenty years later, and he had pictures of John Bonet with him when he was arrested. Oh man. Oh, I get it. Yeah, this it. is 2016. Yeah, sorry. Honestly, I wasn't really listening when you were talking about him because like, I don't really like talking <laughs> about this. So You kind of blocked I, it out. I, I really kind of was. So, okay, I get, I, I'm looking at the notes now. I see, okay, 2016, yeah. Uh, yeah. Just what a terrible, <laughs> what a terrible yeah. person. Like, I know. You know, why? <laughs> why do you yeah. have her picture with you? Stop it. Right. Uh, so shit uh, like this is what yeah. it's like. Any of these guys could be, it, you know. No. One thing about Gary, Gary Olivia, though, is that he he called a friend of his the like that night and said that he hurt a little girl. Yeah. And so that's part of the theory, too, is because he like called and was like, I heard a little girl. I heard a little girl. And his friend was like, uh, what, what? do you mean? And like, why are you this guy's friend? But anyway, yeah. Um, yeah, his friend came out years later and did say that he called him that night. Yeah, and John Bonet was the only girl within the in the in the area that had a report of a little girl being hurt that night. So right, that's that's a strike against him too. Oh yeah, totally. He's 
foul. I hate this guy. Yeah, you should. So the next guy you all are going to hate is Michael Helgoth. (laughs) And he's another suspect who came to light when one of his friends named John Kennedy, who is not the president, spelled differently, (laughs) accused him of being involved in this John Bonet thing. And he says that everything fits this Michael Helgoth guy. Oh, that Michael yeah. told him that he was about to come up on fifty or sixty thousand dollars around Christmas time, mm-hmm. which would have been half of the ransom if he yep. had an accomplice, which a lot of people think if it was an intruder, it would have been two people. Right. And according to his friends, he liked really young girls oh, and was like- super creepy with girlfriends, making them like shave their whole bodies to look younger. Uh see, I'm not okay with this. Yeah, and he he would act weird with his girlfriend's kids. Like, it was kind of really, you know. Where do these people find each other? I don't know. But his friend pretty much is the only person that's saying all of this. But everything does fit. If everything his friend is saying, it does all fit. And then when the DA, Alex Hunter, gave a press conference in February of 97 saying that he was closing in on the suspect, Michael Helgoth turned up dead. And a lot of reports say it was suicide, which would make sense even if he wasn't. He'd be like, oh, shit, they're closing in suicide. But he had a gunshot wound to the lower abdomen, which is like kind of the worst way, I feel like, to kill yourself. Yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Like that sounds like more like somebody's like trying to slow you down. Yeah, it's it's a weird way to do it. It feels like extra painful and extra long and like and, and there's nothing vital there. <laughs> yeah, if you don't hit the right thing, you're not going to die. So it's like I don't know what that was about, but that's a whole nother case for a whole nother episode, but on his nightstand in these crime scene photos from his death, whether it was a suicide or a murder, he had a stun gun on his nightstand and high-tech boots in his bedroom, which the boot prints found in the basement of John Bonet's house on the night that she was murdered were high-tech brand boots. And the marks on her during the autopsy are consistent with a stun gun mark. God, yeah, this guy makes too much sense. He does make a lot of sense. Any chance that that this guy and like Gary Oliva like knew each other? Like did they run in the pageant circle together? Creep. Um I'm not certain. I don't think there's any proof that they did, but I feel like creepy people like this find each other. Yeah. I mean, I maybe those two like went in on I it know. together or something. See? That's another reason why two people being the intruder is a popular theory because these guys suck so bad. You're like you they have to know each other, right? Like, they have to. Like, they suck so bad. They have to be in on it together. So, I don't know. There's no proof that they know each other. But another suspect was a lady that worked for John's company that was fired for embezzling money from Access Graphics. And apparently the amount of money that she embezzled was similar to the ransom amount. But she no, was not. I I don't think that's what it is. I don't think it was similar money. I think the correlation there is that because she was on the inside, she would know how much he was getting and that's how why she would know what to ask for for that well that's true too that could be yeah but she was ruled out why but there was a whole thing there too about like she had two stepsons and like they went there and stuff but everything i've heard of too the stepsons are like we hate her so it probably wasn't them (laughs) yeah that's everything i've heard too was that they were in the middle of a divorce like the dad and her and the sons were like we wouldn't pee on her if she was on fire (laughs) <laughs> let alone kill a child for her. So, no thank you. Yeah. 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 
So a couple of other suspects were was a photographer that worked with John Bonet often for glamour shots that was arrested quite a few years later on child porn charges, which makes sense. I'm like, oh, you take pictures of little kids for a living? Yeah, you probably we should check out your computer and see what's on it. Yeah. I mean, I'm probably, just saying. Probably a good place to start. <laughs> yeah. That's weird. Like, who's doing that? Like, why is that your job? Do something else. Yeah. Find something yeah. else to do. You shouldn't be doing this. If this yeah. is what you're doing, and I am not for this at all. I do not condone well, this. I do not respect it. Yeah, and it's like, I get it. Photographer is a profession. I get that. You know, it's- Sure, sure. They have to be talented and all that. But this isn't like family portraits of kids and stuff. These are like glamour shots of babies in like outfits with like poses on their face that are- Totally not appropriate. Yeah. So. Yeah, see. I don't know. I don't love it. No. And like this pageant photo shoot thing, like, stop doing that too. Yeah. Stop it. <laughs> Just stop. Especially, yeah. stop hiring like weird men. Why? Yeah. Why yeah, would you yeah. hire a weird man to do this? It's already yeah. weird enough and you're going to make it extra weird. Stop it. Yep. Oh, I hate so it. another I hate suspect these. that everybody likes to talk about is Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah. Poor Santa Claus. I think Santa Claus is just a just a nice old man, kind of a little strange. Yeah. But yeah. So there was a guy named Bill McReynolds who played Santa at various Christmas parties and things around the area. Apparently, he played Santa Claus at one of the Ramsey's Christmas parties recently before this happened. There's some connections there where John Bonet gave him a vial of glitter because she heard he was sick. Yeah, he had just had like quadruple bypass surgery or something, right? Yeah, he, or he was about to have it, and she gave him a vial of glitter and told him that it was like magic fairy dust and it would keep him safe during his surgery and all that. Like, she was sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and... People think he's weird because he took the vial of glitter in with him to his surgery and stuff. But it's like his wife has said he was a nice old man. It was the first time a kid had ever given him a gift as Santa Claus. I don't know if somebody if some little kid gives me a gift and then that little kid dies and that she told me to take this into my heart surgery with me that it would keep me safe. I'm probably going to take it with me. (laughs) Yeah. The thing that makes him a little weird, though, is because he said that, like, if he died during his surgery, he wanted to be like his ashes mixed with the glitter. That's where people get a little like weird about about Santa Claus. Yeah. And that is kind of weird, but who says that he said that? Like that's Um I think it was his wife who's who said that. Yeah. But um <laughs> I think that's who it know. was. But again, like you like but to Maybe your point. Maybe he was like, on anesthesia. Maybe well, he was like going well, under and like all high. Well, who knows? But I think to your point, like, it meant a lot to him. And if I remember right, like, he had lost his daughter not too long ago as well. And so it was just this No, sweet... his daughter was kidnapped 20-something years before. Oh, okay. Right on the, on the night after Christmas. But oh. she was recovered. She wasn't murdered. She was recovered. Yeah. yeah. But wasn't the... Okay, going back to Santa Claus, wasn't Mrs. Claus, his wife, didn't she write a book about a girl who got kidnapped and, like, murdered and found in a basement like there was a whole other thing that was going on with that too like santa claus isn't isn't as open and shut as i kind of remembered it being like now i've kind of like the memories are flooding back and it was like there was some weird things going on there was there was there was some weird things but i just don't know physically he could have been in need of a triple bypass surgery and picked up a six-year-old carried her three flights downstairs to the basement and then did what happened to her. I don't know physically he could have done that. And that's where I think for me, like I think that's where it wipes him out. Like 
he yeah. couldn't have done that. Like there was just, yeah, there was just too much going. Like he, he had just had a quadruple bypass, and it was like not long after. Like there's no way. Like he's That's what I'm climbing, like, yeah, he's climbing steps yeah. and up and down and carrying heavy. No, because no, not happening. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I kind of dismissed the Santa Claus thing, but we had to say it because a lot of people talk about it. But I mean, there's a million more suspects, and there's a bunch more even on Lou Smith's database that probably should be checked down a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they so. probably should be, but again, Boulder PD won't get out of their own damn way. Yeah, they're focused on the Ramses, so. I don't know. A lot of people think it was the Ramses. And like I said, logically, it probably was the Ramses. But I just don't think so. I think that there could be. I think I you know, I don't know. I think I think that there's a lot that makes sense for for both, but no matter what, I think there were way too many creepy guys living in Boulder, Colorado in the mid nineties and I hope that that cesspool has been cleaned up. Yeah. So do you have a wild, crazy, off-the-wall theory or just mine this week? <laughs> you know, I think it's going to be just yours. I mean, mine I don't think are too off-the-wall, honestly. I think it makes sense that either, you know, Helgoth and Gary Olivia had something to do with it together. I think that makes the most sense in the in the intruder theory. And then I think it makes a lot of sense that somebody inside, and I think Patsy had something to do with it, if, if you're going to look at it on that side of things. I think... One way or another, Patsy had something to do with it. But, yeah. You know, a and... lot of people do, especially because a lot of the experts say that her handwriting can't be ruled out. And then I've even seen a lot of experts that are like, this note was written by a woman. It's like, why? Because it was long? <laughs> no, I think because it's legible. Like, yeah, but I'm like, that's rude. Yeah. Like, it it's could have well... just been written by a guy who was rambling. But I get what they're saying. Like, women say things in a lot more words. Than well, men say them. And you've said, too, that the note sounds like, especially the end, sounds like, a, you know, somebody yelling it at does. their wife. Like, don't like what did it say? Like, don't get stupid, John. Or, don't grow a brain, John. Don't grow a brain, John. Yeah. So it's like, you know, that you've said, you know, before that you feel like you feel like that's very like wife to husband direct, you know. And so it know, does. That could be, too. We also forgot to mention that. You said the letter was legible, but there was a few spelling mistakes in the letter on kind of simple words. And then words that are more commonly misspelled were spelled correctly. So a lot of people think that the words that were misspelled were misspelled on purpose to make it seem like the person was foreign. Mm, okay, that's interesting. Yeah, like... I forget what words it is, but like business, I think, was spelled wrong. Uh, I could I could see myself spelling business wrong in a pinch, yeah. But they were easy words, and then gotcha. words that were harder were spelled right. And it's like, is that on purpose to look uneducated or to look like English wasn't your first language? <laughs> and then you use the word att attaché, and yeah, I've that's only, another thing. You know, you only really hear that word in this. Right, right. It's not a common... A lot of people are like, what's an attache? Oh, yeah, it's a briefcase. We know that because of John Bonet. It's, yeah, it's not a common, you know, word used. No. <laughs> Neither is briefcase anymore, but... Well, I know, but yeah, attache but you, I, really isn't. Cr right, exactly. But you get what we're saying. Like, you know, you don't like... I've never gone, you know, attache shopping or briefcase shopping, but right. you know what I mean. So... Yeah, you just never use that word for oh, it. Oh, I need a new attaché. Can you hand me my attaché, please? Maybe when Flip comes <laughs> over, we can look at our attachés Fleet. together. Oh, Fleet. Fleet. Oh, well, Idiot. Who cares? <clears throat> yeah. No, so I know. There's, 
there's you could go on for days about all the theories and all the rabbit holes in each theory, but that's pretty much the gist. I mean, obviously, somebody in her family killed her, but I think it was an intruder. <laughs> I think that there's a case for both. I think you could go either way. And, you know, the saddest part about this, I think, is that most of the experts believe that we will never solve this case because we just have no yeah. idea. There's too many what ifs or one offs or could have been this, could have been that. And the way that the the crime scene was handled was so poorly bumbled that. Well, that's the sad part is that the DNA is so messed up that even if they ever identify a suspect, it, everybody's going to be kind of like, eh, maybe. Yeah, exactly. You know? Exactly. Because it's like we don't know how good the DNA is. And just like if you think the family did it, all that unknown DNA, you're just writing that off like. Well, whatever. There's a reason for that being there. It's like, well, until we know whose it is, though, there might not be a reason for it. Like, yeah, if we identify all six DNA samples and they were all crime scene techs or all people that were known to be in the house that day ruining the crime scene, then, yeah, maybe there was an innocent reason. But if they finally identify that DNA and it's some creepy guy that used to go to pageants all the time, like, maybe why is that there? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think the DNA is really the only way this is ever going to get solved. And then it still may not, because depending who the DNA is will depend if it matters or not. Yeah. And I mean, gosh, I hope we we figure it out soon. But, you know, I like kind of like you said, I don't think anyone's going to actually be like, oh, for sure, because I think if we were going to do that, we would have already done it. I think there's going to be maybe some more educated guesses. But I don't think it'll be outside of that. Yeah. Although you can't ever say never on these cases because they're solving. That's true. 40, 50 year old cases all the time. Like the Arroyo Grande Jane Doe was just identified. I know. How happy were you, man? Yeah. Uh, That that was so fun to talk to you about that because you were over the moon about it. So it's kind of weird now, though, because I'm like, oh, what do I do now? Like, (laughs) I guess you can stop trying to figure it out. Yeah. Well, not just trying to figure it out, but just like little things like going through yearbook photos and like, oh, does any of these people look familiar? It's like, I know. Oh, well, what am I going to do now? <laughs> well, you're, yeah, now I guess I, I'll focus on this podcast. Oh, good. Hey, here we go. We're about to take off at CrimeCon yeah. 2022. Yeah. No, I was very happy, though. Now they got to catch your killer. I hope 2022 isn't 2022. Also. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or like like a movie sequel like 2022. 2022. Two. Yeah, 2022. I got 2021 was 2020 and 2021 were fine. We don't need any more. Yeah, fine. I think yeah. they were bogus. These roaring 20s are off to a roaring start. Oh, yeah, great start. Yep, we're firing into the new year. Masks yeah. and all. Yeah. So, anyway, I guess that's our theory about John Bonet. Well, we did it. We did John Bonet after, yep. you know, so long of talking about it and, you know, it finally took us to what is this, episode 35, but we did it. We we did John Bonet and I think we did it pretty well. Good job, Erica. Yeah. And if any of you guys have a theory that you're absolutely certain is what happened, please come argue with us on oh, Instagram we would at from love crime that. to crime. Please. Oh, I would love it. Please come talk to us about it. I that mean, I'm not so going to cool. argue with anybody, but I will. If someone's arguing with you, it's probably me. If they're nice to you, it's probably Erica. Although you won't argue with anybody. When they tell you your theory, you'll be like, oh, shit, that makes sense. I could. (laughs) Also, if they're funny, it's me. So just so you know. So if they're nice, it's Erica. If they're funny and and argumentative, it's me. I just wanted to throw that out there. 
Perfect. All right, everybody. Well, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Don't forget to tell your friends about our podcast here. Yeah, hopefully everybody stays safe this New Year's and we'll see you all next week. Oh, yeah, that sounds good, too. (laughs) (laughs) Don't drink and drive. Oh, yeah. Call somebody. Don't call me, but call somebody to pick you up. Yeah. Don't walk home alone either. Yeah, definitely walk in pairs. If nothing else, walk in pairs. Yeah. Yeah. That way at least there's two of you. Boys too. Don't don't think that you're safe too. There's there's people out there looking for you. That was kind of creepy. That's true. And there's I would people wa- out there looking for you. <laughs> I don't know. Take it out. I would walk by Say, myself. Guys, anyway. you're not immune. Yeah. Yeah, sure. I would walk by myself. So take that out. I would I would fight yeah. evil doers off like I was Darkwing Duck. Okay. Well, stay safe and don't drink and drive. Don't walk home alone. And don't forget to change your Amazon smile to DNA Doe Project. Boom. All right. I love you. All right, bud. I love you too. Happy New Year. Happy See you New tomorrow. Year. All right. Call you later. Okay.